Hello and welcome to episode 33 of The Love Note. My name is Lucy Bloomfield and as always I am your host. Today's episode is near and dear to me and you'll soon see why but it's one of the last episodes of the Power of Your People series and this series focuses on introducing you to some of the people who have helped me to become the person that I am today and sharing some of their incredible wisdom with you. This is the fifth episode in the series and today I'm interviewing Joy. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show, Nana. Thank you, Lucy. I haven't mentioned you on my podcast before because I wanted to respect your privacy, but today I'm really excited to introduce you. Can you tell my listeners who you are, who your favorite granddaughter is, and <laughs> what your relationship with me is? <laughs> oh, you're a cheeky girl, aren't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> you are my first granddaughter. I do have other granddaughters. <laughs> I love you dearly, you know that. <laughs> But I don't actually have favourites, Lucy. Oh. It's not fair to have favourites. Everybody is um, equally loved by me. Now, what else did you want to know? You wanted to know something about how I met you or something. I uh, know. I said, I asked you who you are. So what's your name, Nana? Because I introduced you. My name is Joy. Joy. And, and how do you like to spend your time? On this planet? Well, I like to keep busy. I like to have a purpose every day. Um, have something that is worthwhile to do every day. Because I live alone and um, it could be a pretty lonely existence if uh, you didn't have a purpose to do something every day. Mm. Nana, I want to start with your sense of humor. You're always laughing at yourself, others around you, and at life's many and varied challenges. Have you always had the ability to laugh at yourself, or was there a time in your life where life seems more serious? Uh, yes, there was a time in my life when I was a little bit more serious, and that was when my children were growing up. And I can remember them watching... Um, a video one day and uh, I thought they were laughing and it was a dreadful thing to laugh at. Um, but the, the movie was um, a comedy <laughs> <laughs> and my children were quite disgusted with me. Mum, it's funny. So it is not funny to be laughing at people who are disabled. And uh, of course it was the clockwork orange, I think. And, uh, <laughs> He was all serious and thinking, not seeing all of the movie, so I didn't really understand. But here they were laughing at, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, it's a dreadful, he can be a dreadful-looking actor. Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember his name. Very good actor, but um, here he was being a disabled person in a, a mental asylum and my children were laughing at him and I was not impressed with their <laughs> attitude to people <laughs> and produced uh, a, and 
carried on with uh, telling them that it wasn't nice to laugh at people like that. So, and then they laughed at me because I hadn't seen the film and I wasn't understanding that it was a comedy. <laughs> it was funny. Why or how did you start to take yourself less seriously? Was there an event you can remember that started it? Um, no, I can't really remember. Uh, I know I have got a sense of humour because I can um, I can call the uh, the chemist and uh, call into the chemist and uh, Darren. I can say something to him and he he never knows whether I'm joking or I'm serious. <laughs> And it's great. It's good fun. <laughs> I love doing it. <laughs> when did you start to notice you were becoming less serious about life? Um, uh, oh, not that long ago, really, I think. Um, after Gary died. Who's Gary? Um, Gary, my husband, my second husband, died seven years ago last October mm. and it took me probably a little while after that to start to relax a bit and to realise that life um, could be pretty dull if I didn't uh, ever see the funny side of life and uh, so then I started to look for the funny side of life and it's everywhere. What have you noticed in you or your life? since that's changed since you learnt to laugh at yourself? I think you are a more balanced person uh, if you can laugh at yourself. If you can't laugh at yourself, um, you're never going to appreciate other people, I don't think. Mm. Is that what I you think noticed it's in important. Your... It's important to um, laugh at yourself and do it extremely well. And I think I learned a little bit about that when Gary and I travelled over to um, England and um, actually had conversations with uh, beautiful Irish people when we visited their country. Oh, yes, a lot more carefree. Um, but it's a step that you have to take and it's um, a decision you have to make, I think, when you live alone, that uh, you're not going to uh, just sit around and, and mope and... Uh, be in on yourself. I noticed it particularly um, in the last couple of weeks where we've had some extreme heat and uh, it's been too hot to do anything and I've um, just stayed inside with the air conditioner on and not sleeping well and thought, oh dear, this could be my life, but thank goodness it isn't. Mm. And I'm just sitting around on my own and, of course, nobody's coming because everybody's in the same situation. But it's very hot. It was 47 degrees one day. Mm -hmm. It's nice to socialise. It's really healthy. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love people. And I love um, finding out about how they tick. And, um, but I also get very angry with um, certain people as well. What type if of they, people? They, if they don't conform... <laughs> Let's change topics a little bit. You started over many, many times in your life and I wanted to ask you, what was the biggest and most difficult to overcome fresh start? I suppose when I left um, 
when I left my uh, first husband and took the children 1,500 kilometres away, that was a fresh start. Um, I remember your father saying that um, I changed. Uh, I used to be such a fun person and suddenly I was very serious. But then I had to be serious because I was playing the mother-father role. And uh, so that would be a fresh start, I would say. Mm. With that fresh start, what have been some of your biggest lessons? To stay strong and uh, believe that um, things would could get better. They certainly weren't. I wasn't going to allow them to get any worse. Mm. And they did get better. They always got better. And I think that came from me having a positive mental attitude. Um, and realising that um, if anything had to change, it had to be on my terms and I had to initiate it anyway. When you look back on your life, what decade or period of time was the most rewarding? Well, I suppose I was, um, I was pleased with myself that after Gary died and I um, went to um, Israel on my own, that's the first time I'd felt vulnerable, um, but felt really proud of myself that I did it. I'd never had to travel on my own before, and uh, it, to me, was a really big deal going uh, from Australia all the way over to Israel. Um, and being in a foreign country in uh, Hong Kong, for instance, was my first stop. Um, yeah, I still, I'm still not uh, really sure if that's what you want me to say or what you would consider as the right answer. I think that's a good answer. Did you, what did you like about Israel? Can you talk about your time there? Oh, I can certainly talk about Israel. Absolutely beautiful country. Um, because I'm a Christian, um, there I was in the Holy Land, the land where uh, Jesus reigned. It's the king of the Jews. Uh, I went to Jerusalem on a tour and uh, cried the whole time I walked the Via Della Rosa where Jesus presumably walked before he went to his death on the cross, uh, where he stumbled, where his mother helped pick him up. Um, I just found Jerusalem incredible. And it was more than just Jesus. It was um, that there were Arabs and all sorts of people working, living, walking around quite happily together, but the media makes out that, um, you know, they, they can't live together. But I saw it happen. I saw it with my own eyes that they were working together, and that was wonderful. Nana, there's been times in my life where you've given me advice, and because of my age or the the stage that I was at, I, ha I didn't really understand what you meant until I was older or I'd moved through the period 
that I was currently going through. Are there any ideas or concepts that you used to struggle with that you understand now? And if so, what are they? Mm, yeah. <laughs> I had a very wise mother. I didn't um, always, being an only child, I, I felt um, quite smothered for a long time with my mother and uh, I was brought, brought up psychologically. Mum was a, an older mother when I was born and uh, she used to go to uh, psychology classes with this lady called Miss Shippard and whatever Miss Shippard said seemed to be the way that my mother was going to um, bring me up. I felt very loved. I, I, I was very loved. Um, but I was very sad that um, I had to lose my father. I found that very hard to accept when I was only 12 and a half. Um, now I've lost track of the, the question. <laughs> uh, what advice or or ideas did you not understand oh. when you were younger? What advice? Oh, and you started with um, your mother was a very wise woman. Oh, that's right, I did too. Um, yes, she was wise and it wasn't until years later that I used to listen to her um, and realise that she had a lot to offer me and um, I've taken a lot of that on board uh, Probably, oh, maybe from about the time that I left Darwin with the children, that I started to uh, think about what my mother would have done, how she would have coped without even asking her. Um, but she, she was a wonderful example for me to live to. Um, but I didn't realise that until I was quite a lot older. Mm. What's your favourite piece of advice that she gave you? What's my favourite? What's the favourite piece of advice that she gave you? Not to judge other people. Mm. It's advice we can all take. <laughs> well, you don't, you, you've got no idea um, what you see is not always how it is with that person. And they may be hiding something that is horrific and is causing them to be nasty or shy or whatever. And you don't know the reason for their attitude. So how come you can judge that person and put them in a box? of your understanding. I have a few other random questions that I like to ask every person who comes on the show. They're quick questions, but you can take your time answering them. First one is, what book has changed the way you think about yourself or the world? What book? Mm. The Bible. Mm. Why? Because it's still relevant today. Lots of quotes that are in the Bible are still relevant today. Do you have a favourite, Nana? <laughs> yes, Corinthians. 
Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. What's something that excites you about the next five years of your life? The next five? Oh, watching all everybody coming together again like we did at Christmas. Mm. And it's a, a countdown again because they're coming back in two years, so I'm hoping everybody will do the same. Because it was fabulous. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was beautiful. So that's two years ahead. And then there's another two years ahead of that. So there's four. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about the other one. <laughs> what? So I don't think that far. I don't think that far of, uh, advanced usually. I live for the day and um, I try to do the best I can for the day. Hmm. What's something that scares you about the next five years of life? I'm not scared about anything. That's beautiful. I'll, I'll face whatever I have to face. Um, and because of my Christianity, I know that there is a reason behind everything that happens to me. And I, I know that I am protected and I'm loved um, and I don't have any fears. don't have fears about dying. I don't have fears about where I'm going to be when I die or what's going to happen. I live in the now. Hmm. I love that, Nana. I'm 26 this year, Nana, and my listeners are roughly the same age, give or take a few years. I wanted to ask you if there was one parting piece of advice you could give to me and my listeners so that we can live a happier life, what would it be? Have a positive mental attitude and trust. Trust that what you are striving for, you are capable of having. I love it. It's all I can, it's all I can say, sweetheart, because... If you haven't got hope, which is a burning desire inside you, uh, what are you doing? Hmm. Hmm. And it doesn't necessarily be have to be a material thing. It can be a heartfelt thing. Like, I hope somebody will love me as much as I have a heart full of love to give to somebody else or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Nana, you are someone who I look up to and respect immensely from your wicked sense of humor <laughs> to your wisdom from a life spent overcoming huge obstacles. You are a woman I cherish and whose company I enjoy so much. And I love you too, Lucy. Um, I'm very proud of you for all your achievements. Well, you're 26 this year, just mm -hmm. to say, 26. Yeah. I was married with um, a couple of children by that age, 
um, and tied down being a parent, but you are still experiencing life and reaching out and doing all sorts of things. Had your own business, travelled the world, which I hadn't done. I'm very proud of you, Lucy. Very proud. Thank you so much for being a part of my podcast, Nana. I love you. I love you too, darling. I love you to the world, uh, to the moon and back. Even if it was a red moon last night, did you see it? No, it was overcast. Oh, yeah, it was here too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was too tired. Uh, we went out, we had a blue moon party last oh, night. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, But I was just so tired. I hadn't slept for three nights much. And uh, so I came home, took a sleeping tablet and went to bed at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I missed it. <laughs> Damn. I missed it. I woke up at 2 and uh, I went out, but it was all over. Damn. Oh, well. Wow. Next time. Next, not, next not 150 to... years. <laughs> not meant to see it, Liz. <laughs> doesn't matter. I saw it on the telly, so it doesn't matter. I saw it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> One last very important message before I sign off. I'm almost at the end of the series and I'm really excited to have a couple of episodes where you and I actually talk about what's been happening and some of the lessons that I've learned recently because there have been a lot <laughs> to say the least. I feel that I've changed significantly in the last couple of months and I'd love to share that with you. But we have a few more episodes left to go. So in the meantime, I'm really looking for ways to improve the podcast and your feedback really helps me to do that. So if you could take a few minutes out of your busy day to leave a review on the iTunes store, I would be hugely grateful. Not only does it help me to make the podcast better, but it helps other like-minded people find it. And ultimately it helps me to help more people. I'm really looking forward to the last couple of episodes and I hope you're having a wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon.